0: This episode of the Mailbag Podcast is brought to you by PuntingForm. The sectional pro form subscription is what I use. It's interactive and lets me break races and run us down into 200-meter sectionals. I think it's the best database in racing. In part one of, of this week's episode, we talk to Pete Anthony and discuss everything and anything to do with Ascot. Part two, we sit down with Mark Roden and Rob Scurry and dive into the Kenzo meeting, And then bring it home, myself and Josh Cadillac discuss Flemington, what happened, how it happened, and more importantly, that dirty, filthy steward's decision. Wow. The mailbag is hydrated by goat lager. Please grab a goat, crack it, and enjoy.
1: This seasonal transition period, four guys who enjoy looking at horses and punting on horses. Band together to give you mail on horses. Live from wherever their families allow them to record. Drew Patchell.
2: How is your, um, meat?
1: You be the judge of that. Pete Antonus. I am day drunk. Get ready to see my dick. Rob Scurry.
3: I would have fucked you in the ass Saturday.
4: I'll fuck you in the ass the next Wednesday instead.
1: And Jack Dickens. You've been chewing on buttholes all afternoon. <laughs> diarrhea
4: buttholes. <laughs>
1: diarrhea sticky buttholes. This is The Mailbag. you ready yeah let's do it g'day peter how are you yeah good the second time round. uh yeah this is our uh, we've had a so we've had a pretty we've had a vigorous trial <laughs> we were pushed out whipped and uh ridden with a heavy now how'd your weekend go uh, look, to be honest, it was probably the quietest weekend I've had punting-wise this season, um, and we did have a viewer question relating to a bit of that. That's right, we did. Yeah, now, Jar- why is that? Jared, look, uh, the, the case may Jay be dull. Uh, dates and myself have been pretty quiet in terms of the old betting front at Ascot. There's mostly small fields. Tempos have been wildly fluctuating. The track's starting to kick up a little bit. Uh, track manager Chris Nation's done a great job keeping it very Outstanding even. Outstanding work. For the majority of the season, it's been excellent, and it's just starting to get a little bit tired. There's only a couple of weeks left, and we'll see some bigger fields. I think there's a lot of trainers just waiting for Belmont, softer track, winter track, getting to the good stuff there. So basically at the moment, um, there was a lot of short favorites on the weekend. Some won, some didn't win. That is the the old case, but typically for me... It
0: does not suit the mailbag ethos when shorties are winning. We We ain't going huge when shorties are
1: winning. Yeah, especially when you don't get quite as much time to invest in looking at the horses as what I used to. And, and Well, you're a TV star. It happens. You know, I've got to make sure my hair's... Have Jack, have Jack London got on board yet? No, they haven't, but, you know...
0: Well, guys, if you're listening, now might be the time. Pete's on TV. The mailbag is growing every week. You know, we've got podcasts, YouTube shows. I'm happy to wear any form of suit. It doesn't have to be Jack London, actually. I'm a whore, so...
1: MJ, if you're listening, bail dog, get in touch. Yep. Sorry, Pete, where were you? <laughs> uh, well, we're just talking about our weekends. Uh, obviously, congratulations to yourself. Uh, you've been laying yourself uh, all over the place, as We might like to say you've been laying better than the best of them. You. I've been
0: laying better than I've been betting. Yep. We got the. We won the pro lay comp, which was outstanding because there's a little bit of a prize. For winning, which is very handy at the moment, as we're about to welcome the first ever uh, child into my life. Congratulations. Uh, but uh, all, all money's good money, and that was done via punting form, not the usual data that we bang on about, because we love puntingform.com.au. The systems. Now, you can go into punting form and play around with their systems, and if you search, say, Jared McLean, and you can go, how's Jared been going for last year? Well, I can tell you, minus 11%. That was before Warnable, so it's probably minus 13 by now. How's he been going since his old boss DK Darren Weir got rubbed out for four years? Well, horrible actually. Less than 40% on turnover versus SP. So something's missing. He's got a favorite in there in the last race at Warnable day three, day two, $2.50, please. Who's riding it? <laughs> Who's that bloke? Pike. The, the Wizards. This, this is an Ascot champion. This is Warrnambool. This is the bull. It missed. I won. Thank you, God, Jesus, Allah, Harry Potter, Bilbo Baggins, and every one of the, the mythical creatures that helps us get results. We appreciate it. We needed it. Um, but Bilbo, <laughs> Bilbo, and Frodo, and Zeus, and Odin. All right, where the fuck were you on Saturday, guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. You all had a bit of an RDA, did you? Are they the secret to a good lay? <laughs> well, they're not the secret to a good Saturday. I don't know what whatever is the secret to a big Saturday. <laughs> they weren't with me on Saturday at Flemington HQ.
1: Right. <sighs> you only get a bit of a spray uh, a because like a bossy. Yeah, exactly. Like the two-year-old races. I mean, let's face it. So there's minimal, minimal hashtag data. You've got hashtag. You've got Nick Noonan's trial and jump out grouse. The outstanding information. And then you've got the mounting yard, which ninety-five percent of people wouldn't know their ass from their elbow, and you're there looking at two-year-olds. So you've arguably got the greatest edge there. And you're betting small. You're betting conservative early.
0: Oh, Pete, it's first race. I've got a kid coming. Yeah, you know, I'm under pressure in all fronts. It's units. I thought about it. I overthought it. I fucking need to set up better. I, 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 I was. I won. And I won, I'd had another little bet when it jumped away beautifully from the outside draw. Betfair.com.au, you can wager whilst they're running. I highly recommend trying it. I think only worth doing in the first 100 meters. However, though I won race one, I was fucking filthy and not in a good spot mentally because I knew I'd not capitalized enough again. All right, I fucking underbet race one. It's like a, it's a big problem I've got. It's one of the many.
1: Thoughts? Look. It's difficult, I guess, in a sense. I'll I'll let it slide just this once. But having said that, if you get an idea after a while of how you guys like to bet, so obviously Scurry loves his three-year-old fillies. He's got an edge there. You've got an edge with the two-year-olds. I know a fair few of the guys in the chat room on the mailbag app, but then also myself, we adjust our units accordingly. So if you find one that I think maps well, gets in a good spot and has the right sort of stable. Yeah, exactly. com dot Puntingform.com.au, sheets. Then I'll increase the units myself. It was the start of a torturous little operation
0: that I carried out on Saturday. It was absolute it was the worst I've the worst run I've had in recent times. Race two, I backed a few of them, but one of them was prayer eclipse at 40s. How it didn't win. Like, why didn't it lead? Stephanie, you you are fantastic on leaders. Roll forward, plant yourself on the lead and gently increase those sectionals from the 1,200, girl, please. Race 4, Addictive Nature, big bet for us. Oh. Probably probably the units that I should have spent in race 1. <laughs> they have fucking walked. Everyone's, everyone wants to smoke Brett Preble on Bendigo when he rides three winners. He walked here and then got out-protested by Blake McDougall. Brett, you're better than that. How that protest wasn't upheld, we've talked about it with Josh, so we won't go on about it again now, but it was a disgraceful decision in my opinion. Race six, high ratio. SP, favorite almost against the same sort of field. The horses I thought would be con- contending the race, the poise, strikes of this world, the Morrissey's of this world. Well, I had poise strike on top, but I thought high ratio at 20 bucks is the right way to wager in this race. I probably should have backed both of them or with Morrissey as well, but that's hindsight punters. And that's what I do from, <laughs> from Saturday at 7 p.m. till about now is figure it out and go, what I do wrong, I do right. High ratio is going to win this race. It loomed to win the race. It's bled both nostrils and stopped. I think that's – there's an argument there to say it might have won at 20s. Didn't. Race seven, backed Sin to win. I backed a surprise baby. Steel Prince has gone quicker than God to the fucking 600 and somehow held on. The residual weird grouse in that thing is, is strong. How it didn't stop. It was – that's a super win on that horse. is legitimate. Surprise baby is a star. Race nine, just to, just to finish us off, I love sonic on the sheet. Chop on, spurs on, tongue tie on, blinkers on, tick, 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 tick. It was just the perfect storm of shit, and it didn't get out. It was never tested. I think it would have won. It didn't. We had a good crack at it to win 20-plus units. Ah, oh, fuck. Anyway, with that torture in mind, and we backed race – go and watch Bendigo race four yesterday, punters. We all backed a binger there. That was torturous to watch on the dodgy Wi-Fi in there at Eddie Had. Well, Marvel, whatever they're calling it, uh, where Richmond uh, – Carlton oh, – like Carlton shouldn't even be in the comp. That was a disgraceful performance what they put up. Anyway, I digress. Mornington tomorrow, punters, race five, number 10, strategic rebel – for Greggy, Ural, and Benny Allen, it was huge on debut, over a 1,000 at Mornington, cast 5, 6 wide, still recorded the second fastest last 6, 4, and 2 of the day, steps up to 1,200 here, comes from the same race as Rich Itch, who wasn't tested at all in that race, but it probably should have won at Flemington too. I did have a – I actually had about $12 on it at 250 to 1. Fucking no. torture. Anyway, race five, number ten, strategic rebel. They're the two. That's the that's my bet for tomorrow. If you get the podcast for it, jumps have something on. It's five bucks as I speak. Now let's duck over to
1: S Scott and talk about two or three races, Pete. Yeah, we'll go through three, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll okay. quickly we'll, run through race two. We'll
0: start race two. Twelve hundred meters, seventy k prize money benchmark 62 for three-year-olds they have gone 2.7 no 1.1 fast to the six and come home 4.3 fast overall figure
1: puntingform.com.au 5.4 fast look that's that's a good race it it is a good race the winner was a dollar 40 or dollar 50 into a dollar 35 but we're not so much talking about the winner here we're talking we're building the Chloe as a party bandwagon. If you're not on it, get on it already. She's easily in the top five jockeys in WA at the moment, and that's probably been quite conservative. You can are a big, big fan. I can just feel it. Look, any any jock that can raid a horse out in front, I think, deserves our praise and love and affection. Even when they get it wrong, they'll get it more times right than what they get it wrong. And uh, Chloe's returned with two trebles in the last three weeks. She's a three-kilo apprentice, not for too much longer, obviously. She's getting all the right rides. She's probably getting offered more than one ride in uh, in every race. She's going that well, but uh, she can send them straight to the front. Dance music, just case in point, just an example. Oh, it's so, perfection. Her slowest yeah. split to last one when she won the race. Yeah, outstanding riding. Perfect.
0: Race, race five. Sorry, race
1: five. Race um,
0: five. You're going to keep dribbling there. Race five was over the mile. It was a little fifty k for an Ascot meaning 50k, that is low. What, did it, what are we going to do about that? Make mine champers one, but he won a walkathon. They've gone 9.3 slow to the six and come home 3.9 slow. The winner came home a little bit quicker, but the overall figure is minus is, is 5.4 fast. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Cut that and start again. I've, I've got mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll move to race. We'll start with race five, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Now race five over the mile, 50K race. They have gone 9.3 slow to the six and come home 3.4 fast. You'd hope they have come home a little bit faster than the benchmark when they walked. Overall figure, 5.9 slow. It was a low race. It was a very short price favorite here, and something might have happened on the BetFan.com.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, look, we're not talking about this race because there's any sort of glamour. Uh, we want to talk, Jared, to the viewer question. Uh, this is exactly case in point. You've got a short And this is favorite. why
0: Pete's an outstanding analyst and is a blessing to have on TV. This is someone who bets heavily. The only way you notice this sort of shit is when your head's in the game and you're trying to bet and you see, oh, God damn it,
1: what was that? And what was it, Pete? Well, never mind the fact that Chloe, as a party, won another race. That's That's not what we're talking about here. Rebel Knight... Something happened that I'd never seen in WA in that one horse, and we're not talking so much pre-race, but during the race, Rebel Knight was solid and it was being laid at a $1.90. And every time it dropped below a $1.90, there was more lay money there. It went straight back up to a $1.90. In the end, there was $178,000 matched on that horse by itself. Which is big for Ascot in huge for May. Us, yeah, absolutely. So... You sort of ask, well, what happened there? The the horse was $1.90 into $1.75, $1.80 pre-race. It was pretty firm. Landed in the box seat. It's right behind the leader. You'd think it's in a pretty reasonable spot. Yeah, it lost a little bit of momentum. Death seat when they were walking. Yeah, well. But that's not the reason it was being laid. It was being laid as soon as they jumped. Um, Britt Taylor picked up on it in the mounting yard uh, on the coverage. I don't think it was going to Sky, mind you. It was only local on course by race five. But it was doing something with its mouth, and gesticulating with its head as it was running out into the track. And obviously, for the uh, the amount that was being laid, that would not have been anyone on course. But... It uh, would have to be a monster. You'd have to be one of the bigger punters out there. Rebate kind of guy. Ugh. A real, real, how you see a father sort of character. But look... You reptilian um, operation. You rebating... Mm. I think they're they're part of the turnover that drives the great game. But, look, I thought it was just a really interesting case study of what you can pick up in the mounting yard and why it's so important in terms of overall turnover when you combine ratings with MAP with the mounting yard analyst's role. So, look, that's all I'll say. But $178,000, I've never seen it. It was outstanding behaviour. Technically, I'm in the book as an owner, even though I own 0% of the horse, so I can't lay it. So it wasn't me, and I don't have $178,000 to throw around on a horse that loses by 0.8 of a length. But Ah. if they went faster, I think it would have lost by more. Great commentary. Okay, race six,
0: the fast race on the card. Well, they've gone the same figure overall as race two dance music, but this race was over a no, thousand, so it's even shorter. The real sprint of the day, they've gone 9.3 fast to the six. They've come home 3.9 slow. Overall figure, 5.4 fast.
1: They have set this little thing a lot here to the six, haven't they, Peter? The look, they have. Um, this race featured. Three horses on speed, they went really fast from the 1,000 to the 800 and then from the 800 to the 600. But then they have slowed the race down by over 1.2 seconds. That suited horses like Hoboken and Market Ruler who got covered back in the field and were able to use momentum coming out wide. But, look, probably the horse in focus here is Fabergino because it's lost 1.2 seconds between that 600 and 400-meter range um, if we have a look at its overall best figures on the puntingform.com.au data, personal best was its second ever career start over the 1,000 metres, where it went 11.9 lengths fast to the 600. It came home with 0.3 fast to the from the last 600. Overall figure of minus 12.2. So look, this result on the weekend was seven lengths inferior to its personal best. I think it needs to out-and-out out lead, even if they're going as fast as they did as on the weekend. They just need to keep pushing, find that leading position. It doesn't matter how much energy you have to spend to getting there because if it's over the sprint trip, chances are the rest of the field won't be able to cope. Okay. Now, Peter. Yes. Horse to follow from the meeting, which isn't race six, number six, undisclosed. Uh, Look, probably for me, it was uh, Discoville. I think that horse is in really good form at the moment. Um, We'll find probably another suitable race before the Ascot Carnival or season comes to a conclusion. Discoville, 12th fastest last 600, 4th fastest last 400, and the fastest last 200 of the day. Yeah, yeah. I I think the horse is going well, and, and it keeps going around at each way odds if you're that way inclined. And uh, the other horse you mentioned, will just leave for now. Just be quiet on that one. Movers. Chikaka. Chikaka. Bye for now, punters. Adio.
0: Mark Hi, Roden, Roy. how are you? I'm very well, Jack. Rob Scarry. Very well. How are you travelling, Rob? Half inside, or outside the house job right
4: now. Oh, you know, oh, they've got a beautiful cross breeze in Maruba. It's you know tailor made for for for, for smoking. I um, <laughs> oh, fucking uh, had a frustrating day on Saturday, um, but you know, uh, money lost, nothing lost. Confidence, you know. There's a there's a saying there anyway.
0: I'm still confident. To get some clarity on the day, Mark, how do you think? How did you think the track
3: played? I thought it was. I thought it was fair. I think Kensington plays quite fairly most of the time, and the biggest factor uh, is the wind. And we saw that on Saturday. There was a pretty strong southerly or south-southwesterly, uh, which certainly made racing on pace out of the chute a big plus. And being near the near the speed was a plus. It wasn't critical, but it was a plus in all races. I so say. speed maps crucial for Saturday. Uh, they're impo- I mean, they're always important. They were very important in the short course races and a little bit less so in the other zones. So say. as a rule, are there horses that we want to be forgiving of or, like, trusting of moving no. forward? Um, not, not so much because of the pattern, I wouldn't think. Except, you know, you do, do make allowances if things were well back in the you know 1,100 metre races, but apart from that, not really.
4: Rob, any thoughts there? Oh, I think we had a question along the lines of Kenzo. Someone's been doing their balls there. Do you think there's such a thing as uh, Kenzo horses, a bit like Mooney Valley horses, Mark? Um, it's too
3: early to think, say. Um, I, look, I quite like betting there. I, I think most horses do get their chance, but I think it is. It's it's a, it's a flat track on the course proper and sort of seems to me to suit strong one places rather than real turn-of-foot horses. That's just a, a generalisation, the exceptions, of course, but that would be one general point I'd make, maybe. Well,
4: Lonro all right, let's kick right into it. We're Lonro going to do race win two there. first. Oh,
3: out of the
4: vault, Lonro getting done on the there at Kenzo. Couldn't win. Couldn't win at Mooney Valley either. Uh, he had a turn-of-foot that horse. All off. right. Race right
0: two thousand meters benchmark 78 they have gone zero they've gone 1.6 fast to the 600 and come home 1.7 fast overall 3.3 fast so it's a solid time it's it's okay but the, the one interesting fact i've seen already doing the data for ranwick dot au is the, the maiden race one over a thousand was faster
3: that two-year-old maiden it was and also as i mentioned before out of the shoot, they had the benefit of that southerly behind them for more of the race than the uh, circle races. So time's slightly flattered. In in the short course, I would say. I I didn't have – I did my post-race on this this morning. I didn't have a particularly high-rating race. But it was interesting because uh, uh, we had the case where we had the short favourite Heart conquered, um, and uh, it was first up. i bring it up because uh, Rob actually mentioned in his yard uh, – mail that it booked a run short and also interestingly that the, the eventual winner of the race book magic was uh, drifting quite significantly on Betford in the last few minutes but Robert said it was near its peak or at its, at its peak so and that's the way it panned out that was the most interesting thing the weight the, the move on the exchange wasn't actually giving you the, the yeah
0: right and I picture. suppose that that's a as a pro that's a really interesting way that now that you're starting to get the, the mounting yard mail yeah. is how you incorporate it value it and what weighting you give it because well, like, like like myself, you'd respect the market a lot. Absolutely. But when you're getting a push from someone
3: you trust, the horse actually swooped. Well, this is this is a, a, an example of exactly that. In that, if i just had the market to guide me, considering Brook Magic was first up, I thought the price was great, but uh, the drift alarmed me, considering it was first up, or she was first up. But when Rob sent his stuff through, I was able to have something on it with a bit more confidence. Rob, what do you think of the favourite? Just, just want to wait sort the next start or the start after?
4: Definitely. Um, it, it, I think races this time of year are won by the you know, Saturday-looking horses, like good horses or winter horses, and it's about a half and half. Um, hard Concord is just clearly underdone, a bit like Kappa Jack in, in a later race, and um, I think it'll be sweet in two or three runs. Do you reckon, um, you know, I actually sent Golden Tycoon out here on top. Do you reckon they cut each other up a
3: bit? they did a bit I wasn't I I I was a bit worried about his prep coming back from the provincial championships final Um, wasn't so worried about the distance drop but I just thought you know obviously with that race being worth 600 grand they would have Geared everything to that. Now we're getting to afterthought territory maybe. But um, so, oh, I wasn't too keen on Golden so Side did. I actually had something on the other two you mentioned too. Couldn't have it. So
4: that worked well. No, we had something on November Man as well, which, is, which has come home very well on the uh, Well, November 24th. Man's clocked the
0: fastest last six, four, and two of the day with Cathy on. So
3: that might be one to follow. Oh, it's a heartbreaker though. It always does that.
4: Okay. Well, uh, it, looks to me, it looks to me like a, a winner horse. You know, not not a not not a not a Saturday horse like Brook Magic. I think I made the comment one of mine. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a horse I've found multiple times, and I'm just kicking myself that I didn't have a you know didn't flip the numbers because you yeah, know respect yeah. the market a bit more and have a bit more in it than Golden Tycoon, which is you know a horse I had a bit of luck with at Newcastle one day, but I'm probably yeah. you know probably should let it go.
3: Okay. I'm sorry, November Man. It's certainly it's certainly got the ability to win uh, midweek races, maybe a, a low grade Saturday race, but he, he is is um, a heartbreaker because of his racing pattern. He's always last, but yep. near last, and hammering home like that. So, <laughs>
0: okay, we we'll move to race five, 1100 meter race benchmark 78. Um, they have gone 3.3 slow out to the 600. They've come home real fast, 6.2 faster than benchmark overall benchmark. The overall figure for the race is 2.9 lengths faster than benchmark.
4: Rob, how would you see him in the yard here? Oh man, this this is one of those days where the fucking racing just kicks you up the arse. Like it wasn't just me; um, every yard uh, judge just thought Miss X Factor paraded outstanding, and um, I thought Caber Jack looked underdone, bit bit like uh, Heart Conquered, you know, same stable. Uh, KTB looked pretty good, had it in the numbers. Uh, I thought Zonk looked. Paraded really well, but not as well as Super X. And you know, but the um just one of those just missed the start. I see it's run a decent time, but it's just just one of those just oh I can barely I'm say okay, the slow <laughs> so tempo
0: to the T eleven is, would be pretty influential to the result here. The horses that were suited, not suited, Mark.
3: Oh definitely. Um and considering it was out of the shoot as well, so that you had that Wind behind you. So you're, th- this, this three-lens slow is probably more like five-lens, four and a half-lens. Yeah, lens I slow. mean, I mean, knowing that, knowing what the splits were, that was just impossible for them to run down Donk, given that yep. setup. Yeah. Anything you want to add to this race? or that's, that's enough for you. Here. Uh, no, no, again, um, Rob's info that Kappa Jack was a run short. I mean, I wasn't. I thought it was too short anyway. But um, I ended up staying out of the race. Yep. Because of that.
0: Yeah. All right. Race well, eight. Look, Rob. It... Four hundred meters. Benchmark eighty-eight. <laughs> They have gone 6.8 lengths fast to the 600, which set it up for the fresh Melbourne form <laughs> to piss in over the top. I was watching the horses parade and I missed it. They've come home 4.5 slow overall figure of 2.3 fast. I was marking horses for our punters and probably tipping them into something that got fucking robbed. Mm. And I missed renewal, which was in the black book. And this thing, I watched the replay this morning. I thought it was winning
3: this race. 800, it, 600 I out. would agree with that. Um, I'm, I I'm, messed this race up, to be honest. I, it, it, obviously, it went in your black book because of the huge numbers to put up at Caulfield. Yeah, like, massive walk. close versus the bias. Yeah, it was an,
0: immense. Personally, I actually thought, which is relevant to what we're going to discuss in race nine, especially with Roberto, is yeah. that I thought Renewal, Hawks, would probably have um, the anchor on it, Tommy Berry. So I was happy
3: to sort of just let it go. Yeah, no, it no, didn't. No, it did not. Yeah, Steering rod Van Over Mark. Yeah, well, he's not one of my jockeys either, so maybe that's why I didn't give him everything I could when I was pricing a race. So I ended up with Turnberry, um, who had a really hard run in the provincial championships final, and I was forgiving of that, or I thought I could improve off that, but I think it's over the top. And, yeah, I mean, two very much informed horses Quinnella this race uh, renewal off the great run at Caulfield. Against the patterns, you say, and Star of Seas is just has not put in a band on this prep and one two, and the race ran pretty well with me, I, I suppose, due to that fast pace. But uh, yeah, proper, the, the... proper test early. Rob, yeah. how'd you see him? Oh look, Renewal's been a heartbreak horse for
4: me too, Dico. Like it was missing the start. I remember
0: when, it, when you launched at it. We were racing on Cox Plate day, maybe.
4: Yeah, And yeah, uh, I, I was a and it
0: Missed the start badly. Just missed.
4: Yeah. Um, so look, I, that day it paraded like, like outstanding for a Hawks first up, like, like, like it really had a real kind of shine to it. You so say, you knew it was ready to go, still got done. Um, but you know, I think it's, I don't think it's at its top, you know, I think you can keep winning. Um, you know, sorry, Mark, I, I, I steered, might've helped steer you, you know, into Turnbury a bit. I put, send that out, out on top, thought Perfected pretty good, but um, yeah, a, a bit like bobbing in the next race. It's it's probably an afterthought, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I um, I, I go about to as a selection in the morning. i have backed it already, you know. But um, yeah, just it just appears the horse might be over the top, but that's that's life. You've both got no problem back in Sammy Clinton on a Saturday. Well, there are a lot of jockeys away. Um, uh, MacDonald Bowman Shin. McAvoy, we in Queensland, I think. Yep. So chasing cash. Chasing cash, and so you do
0: get a bit deeper into the race uh, this time of year. All right, race nine, 1,550 metres, benchmark 78. Um, I'll tell you what they've done here. <laughs> they've absolutely walked to the 600. They've gone 6.7 slower than benchmark. They've come home 1.8 lens slower than benchmark to record. A reptilian figure of 8.5, slower than benchmark. Now, I followed you both in here for the main and probably only bet I had. I was sort of – the internal victim rose – I was having a a torturous day at Flemington, which we'll get to later on with Josh, and I just missed renewal. Mm -hmm. So I knew you two like this. I was going to follow it here, Agassi. Tommy Berry goes 12.07 – no, 11.4812 to the 10 – from the, the 1,000 to the 800, he slowed it down a little bit, went 12.06. Then from the 8 to the 6, a gentle, gentle little increase of 11, 11.98. Next furlong, 6 to the 4, pretty crucial, 12.10. 12.10, which was the slowest figure from the 6 to the 4 of the entire race, which allowed every other horse just to cruise on up, don't spend any tickets, then it was a sprint home and we got done by Fushu and it was torture. Rob, how would you feel about
4: this? Uh, well, I've got to say that I'm, I was wearing the uh, the Spirit of Mount Fuji T-shirt um, and this horse is out of uh, Fuji Ferry. Um, and if you heard me rave about uh, Fuchu last week, uh, this is the biggest omen of all time. I've had my biggest launch since Classique Legend, uh, which got done at Rose Hill by Crone. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I, I walked out just, just, and, and then I got on your thing in the last, which, you know, lit up Twitter. Um, I forget the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a good crack at that. I think you suggested a, a decent bet. I've, I've gone a bit harder. So I've lost a fair bit of money off the back of my. Old man sending a couple through from Newcastle, um, no good. Of course, the other races, um, he had a good day. He found that, you know, Cummings thing at twelve bucks uh, first up up there. He didn't didn't call me about that. Another winner, and you know, I just got the shit mail. So I was, um, you know, I, I I couldn't think about. Oh, I try not to think about the whole. The, it's just too much. Um, okay, just, Kenzo,
0: we'll just let Mark just, discuss
3: race nine for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that thoughts was, this race? Well,
3: you didn't reading out those horrible numbers did really give us the story of the race. It was horrible to watch. I was yelling at the TV. It's well, uh, a
0: fascinating insight
3: as we talked about before we, we recorded.
0: Yeah. I, I, as a rule, but I don't have the near the, the experience or depth to, now to have a firm opinion. But I'd never liked Tommy Berry on leaders. I'm much more with the sit. Now you both found him here. Yep.
3: Yeah. Explain why. Well, I would much rather be shin being on him like last time when he. Dominated. Same but his stats wins. at Kenzo... Yes. Tommy Berry's stats at Kenzo are good. And another thing that stuck in my mind, but leading me to be prepared to risk him, so to speak, here, take the risk on him, he, he's won a couple of races on uh, a horse called Desert Lord for Hawks as well at Kensington. So, similar style horse, likes to race forward, and he just turned it loose and won by good margins on both occasions. And I thought, well, he's got the template there. That is how to ride this horse: be at your top speed before the turn, and good luck running him down. You know, uh, that, that's up to them then. And he's done it diametrically opposite in this case.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good insight for those guys listening at home, girls, guys. Is jockeys whilst they, sur- sur- they suit certain style of horses mm-hmm. and certain patterns in races, there's definitely patterns to the, to the tracks yep. and yards. Yes, and well, we yes. I can use punning form to find that sort of stuff just to give me like a lot, like, like employee is not awesome at Flemington but he's starting to yeah figure it out and he's an apprentice for, as an example so he's going to get better yeah whereas like Tommy Berry more exposed he's got good numbers at
3: Kensington yeah it, you touched on something there it could have been um, it, it could have been burdened with instructions from the camp as well hundred percent so we know that now
0: is Agassi a complete and utter moral next start the one to follow from this race you two
4: Rob. Uh, it's a three-year-old getting in the end of its prep. Uh, I, I think it, it might have missed its chance this time. Yeah, he
3: was—he—he he dominated that, that race. Uh, was it Anzac midweek race anyway? He—he he absolutely dominated. That uh, I think while he was still in that form, Saturday might have been his chance to win a Saturday race. And as Rob said, he, he's running a lot of races. All those big 3 year group races over the colonel as well. So, yeah. Mind you, a-, um, a Cummings did keep Skyboy up for about six months last prep, so, uh, mm. yeah. yeah. but
0: yeah, Skyboy's proper horse, proper horse. It's, an SP, it's an SP tick, it's a slaughtered ride, it could be a positive jockey change. Um, also, barrier four, say it drew barrier eight, it would have to be a little bit more positive. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of ticks that I could find for this horse, given the right setup next start. Oh, Rob, oh, yeah. horse that
4: you like to follow from the meeting, or horses... Okay, uh, Space Boy in the two-year-old, um, Brook Magic. Um, interested in both the Hawks, Kappa Jack, and um, the the other one in the in the in the second race, um, which is very short. Heart Conquered. Uh, heart Conquered, and um, that's that's probably about it.
0: Awesome, mate. Thank you so much. We'll um, talk to you next week.
4: All right. Cheers, Dicko. Thanks, boys. Cheers,
0: mate.
3: any you want to follow from the meeting? Um, no, just on what Rob uh, said, uh, Heart Concord obviously going to be ready to go next day or the start after. Yeah, other than that, not real I as plain as they are. I think there's nothing that's
0: going to be... Well, Heart Concord seems to be the one we've Robert yeah. stamped here as a team. Now, Rob's stuff obviously available, all, all everything on the mailbag.com.au. It's many Our Mail. That's what we are as a brand. You found it... Somewhat helpful, and starting to understand how to use it more and more each week.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I mean, I do my own form and price, do my own markets, of course, which uh, we can find at Champion Bets or Winning Edge Investments. Uh, identical services available through both. And I have found the Manning out stuff to be uh, to be useful in tuning those up uh, closer to jump time. I mean, I, I advise in the m- bets in the morning, which and um, but then. Um, if you know, I, I you drive, can't I,
0: drive the car from the whole way home. That's right. You can only give them directions.
3: That's right. And but also Even
0: myself giving many of mail. Yeah. Shit changes.
3: Yes. Thing doesn't want to load. Thing gets reshoot. I've They've got to make decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's how I tie that. I've been tying that stuff in with my prices and it's been uh, been very helpful today. All right. Thank you very much for coming on, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. That's us from Sydney. Bye.
0: Josh, how are you, my man? Very good, Nicole. You were very dusty on Saturday. You got yourself through it. You avoided the level four of the PO ship cruise, which is the Flemington members, which is outstanding. It was a bit cold and blowy, so you decided to get your little sniffly nose all the way home. You got yourself to Marvel Stadium to watch your football side get taught a football lesson by I the just dogs.
2: i like to raise that the PO ship on Saturday. It was a bit like the next Norwegian cruise about to go around. It was like literally, how many people do you reckon were, were there on the P&O ship? With us? About 10?
0: In the P&O ship's defence, you and I didn't venture to level four at any stage, which is where the party's at.
2: Apparently there was a, uh, it was cordoned off for a function. The Star Wars made the fourth function. Oh, what
0: about when we got in a lift and there was a... Um, couple of troopers. Whatever they're called, I don't know what they are actually. They're the, the, the people in the white suit with a gun. Stormtroopers, Storm scary, scary yeah. stuff. Now, your football team is very disappointing. Your ability to back up on Saturday was good, and so was the racing. There's some big times run throughout the card. We're going to skip races one and two. I might talk about them a little bit myself, but we're going to start with race three where Fidelia went back-to-back I uh, found a little bit of trouble, as did a few horses in this race, but it was smart enough and strong enough late to win pretty impressively. Um, I thought there was a lot of merit in the way this horse won. I think there's a couple of hidden runs in the race, and I'll get to them after you speak. Josh?
2: Yeah, I think Fidelia, she's an impressive filly. Keep on watching her, even though it was only benchmark like 78th grade. I think what she did out there was pretty impressive. Um, I think the second run Neighbourhood um, didn't really love the the run of it three wide cover, even though three wide cover seemed to be a, a you know, okay
0: spot throughout the car. They're trying yeah, to hinge time for its second ever yeah. start. It's, reckon,
2: this I rail think. eleven out sort of tended to be looking reviewing the races it seemed to be rail rails and run more so off than anything. Um, I thought yeah, I thought neighborhood almost had the claim that it should have should have won. I don't know what's happened there, how it's let Fidelity get over the top, couple light lower weight. Um, but, yeah, Fidelity just far too good there. Um, I thought Fabric was never tested in the run. Uh, I'll be following it. Um, and I think Sealed was one that sort of got back um, with no intent from Lockie King. Um, and I think it was pretty big late in the last 200.
0: Yeah, for, for a very strongly run race, and the race was run at a, at, at benchmark figures of 3.9 fast to the 6, and then they came home 3.6. So 7.5 overall benchmark time for the race. It's a solid time. Um, I think normally that would give every horse its chance, but there's a stack here that didn't have any luck. Stints in the City, I think, can be followed. Part-time lover can be followed. Fabric, never going. Sealed, never out. It only sort of got momentum in the last 50 metres. I loved how it paraded. I think it can be followed. And I think there's a sneaky one here that won't be now because I'm going to give it away. But race three, number nine, putting on airs, was given a, giving a horror ride by Chelsea Hall, who's riding really, really well. Um, I think the horse has more ability than the market thought it had, and I think it's going to be followed, and you might get an okay price next start. I think it's a bit strong there, race, and Neighbourhood's got good ability.
2: Was there something in the Shrews report about the ride on Fitz and the city? It told you to every start, um, every, every start, for his first three starts, um, and then just taken to the back, uh, which I thought was a little odd. Well, I'm, I'm very um,
0: cautious to...
2: <laughs> sure. Right, we'll, we'll play on to race four.
0: Race four, punters, was a was won by Fastnet Tempest. Now, well, they've gone 5.9 lengths slow to the six they've come home 9.4 fast to record an overall figure of 3.5 fast they've walked completely walked Brett Preble wake up didn't get one mentioned how slowly he went on the best horse in this race but he got wrapped heavily yesterday for riding a couple of winners at Bendigo how this Wasn't upheld I'll never know Donald Trump tweets about protests I think Scott Morrison missed a huge opportunity here To get his name in the lights for the right reasons In a big election This should have been upheld What do you think?
2: Yeah I think it should be a royal commission As to why this didn't get upheld Maybe Blake McDougall Has got a good persuasive point Um, I think we did say that in the members on Saturday That when was the last time you could remember An upheld protest At least in Victoria um, if any if any listeners out there can tell us last time, that'd be great in terms of a metro metro racing sense. Um, but I thought there were some interesting runs in the race. However, the slow pace does deter me from following them going forward. But strategic burn, obviously saving lying for another Paddy Payne runner, which is nothing out of the ordinary. Another dollar was huge, but would be well found um, sort of wherever it goes next. And I still. I still like the um, the American in Instant Irma for Walla. Uh, uh, never, you know, out. Ne- never out, never out. Like I think, yeah, it got got given a pretty bad ride in in probably the coffin, what you'd say, even though there's no real coffin at Flemington. But once it goes up to the mile with the right run, um, I think it'll be it'll be a winning chance.
0: Oh, I think, and special alerts entitled to improve. Like in a complete boat race, somehow it was cast through the trip doing it. Like yeah, just uh, I'm forward for
2: sure. Try. But- that yeah, that ride on on that was
0: questionable. Anyway, we'll move on to race number five, which was won by Ridgewood Drive and did not this thing just shit in. They went 12.1, a uh, 14.2 faster than six. Ridgewood went 12.1 fast. The race came home 0.3 fast. Ridgewood 2.4 fast. Overall figure of 14.5, almost as strong a figure as Steel Prince, which is a a sickeningly dominant, scary performance, which we'll get to later on. There's a few hard luck stories in this race, but I don't think anything would have mattered. This horse was fucking ridden really strongly. 12-2, 2 12 11 11 8 12-40 last section. It had gapped them. It was a big, big win. Thoughts?
2: Yep, yeah. yeah, I agree with you there. Grinning a start, even though checked. Um, quite heavily around 500 400 possibly um, I think it still would have been um, struggling to keep up with Ridgewood because this was an impressive win putting him to the sword winning by four lengths in the end um, I thought Zoe's comment was one that um, hit the line quite nicely when given absolute no chance by Lockie King um, and I'll be following also Grinzinger star because it didn't fail to let down at the end, and um, SP
0: S- t- profile got through a long well considering it. that yep. like, oh, set almost fell,
2: and I think uh, one one to um, one to watch also is Prism, who got who got what you'd think would be the right run, um, but with how quick they've gone, and sort of who fell in a heap after that, um, I wouldn't say it was overly suited, and it it battled on well um, after the line. I thought.
0: All right, race. Seven, we're going to skip race six. Race seven was won by Steel Prince. They went, he went 15.4 lengths faster 600. It was brutal. You were calling it like it can't win and you like should have been correct. They've come home benchmark overall 15.4 fast. It's an enormous figure. I don't know how it did this. It paraded like it, it wasn't a good parade, the way I look at horses. it just like... Brutalize this field. Surprise Baby, I think, should have won with a better ride. And Sin to Win had every fucking possible again. And I think it's a big thinker.
2: Thoughts? Yeah. I thought this about Sin to Win before. Definitely a thinker had every chance here to just sort of... Yeah, I didn't listen to you with your Sin
0: to Win mail, and I did listen to you with the...
2: um, Uh. Like I'm, a big, I'm a big, I'm a big weights fan, especially over this sort of a distance, 2600, and I was carrying the 51 and a half, um, and it should have really just gone past it because it should have, they just, they, they didn't, like you said, they haven't crawled home for the last 600, which I'd expect basically an inverse of their their two to the 600 time, um, but they've actually gone pretty well, um, so it stacks up. I think form wise, going forward, you have to, you have to agree that it's pretty good. Um, I did like the fact that the nonny uh, San Remo loomed on the outside as I saw it coming down the outside, but I couldn't. Um, couldn't all back that in the run. Shout out to Tigsy who, who loves the runner.
0: Old um, <laughs> Shig himself.
2: Jeez, he copped uh, a lot of grief about his performance at Warrnambool. And a horrible, horrible fall to Belgravia as well, like I mentioned. I do hope that Lockie King is all right. Um, Fala actually got into sort of inconvenienced by that runner and I was quite keen on it before the race um, so I wouldn't be sort of just ignore yeah. that run um, well, I think your commentary's Bond, fair
0: there's a bunch of them Bond, that
2: you can forgive Bondaga Ag- Bond as well that wasn't actually inconvenienced by the I don't think it was no it
0: wasn't it was just, no, just travelling into the straight under the
2: broad. I thought it was sort of slaughtered because three wide no cover under Ethan um, and he sort of sat midfield which didn't know favours over a fast pace so um, and I thought it was parading as it did back with weary so uh, I think the old the old boy can go well again
0: I thought the ride on minus miss was atrocious was just almost a disgrace just let it rip yeah I mean it, look, it's just throwing the anchor out and yeah Race number eight, fantastic delivered finally 9.5 fast the race was to the 600. They came home 3.6 fast, 13.1 overall. Big, big time. Finally, the Bendigo form starts to starts to stand up. We were big on it off that meeting, and I reckon it's been a bit thin. This was an outstanding ride, which is hard to believe, by our man, C Froggy knew it. He just smoked the pipe gently, didn't he, and just caressed his thing to the outside the lanes and said, see you later, boys. It's mine. Yep. Three-wide three cover. Didn't panic. Didn't sneak. Just rolled along. Lovely yep. toe from uh Dali, two ex-wearies working together. Um, yep. Different yards, though. <laughs> uh, you, you were very keen, Pacadali in the run, even though it was cast three-wide. I think it has merit, and yep. I think there's another horse here, Valentino Rosa. Some merit to its performance, but I think it's to be okay race going forward you.
2: Yeah, I think it's not a bad uh, race going forward as well. Montastic um, just too good for him here, and I thought I, I sort of had a big gap on this runner ever since Weary got it out from France, um, especially after its first I think its first run it, savaged the line. Backer Dali will be winning something in the winter, um, possibly over further. But yeah, complete ignore run and it was a good run, good run for my liking. Um, I think. There was another Paddy Payne runner, which was just given none by Talia Hope and, and hit the line quite nicely and home by midnight. But um, it's sort of hard to find some of these runners in terms of like cool. – so the fact that Call Me Hanson went around favourite uh, just sort of staggers me. A
0: bit far up, didn't it? It was so dominant. The stable was so dominant on Friday night that you kind of thought, oh, they're on here, the stable. This joint's airborne. Yeah. No, they're not. So they can't Back to reality. Home yep. to midnight, I agree. is worth following. Um, it was heavily backed, ridden awfully, never a winning chance. Could be, could really improve with a jockey change and some intent early. Race number nine was another brutal way to play. I, I back boom time, very tiny bit in the previous race, even though Mentastic was second or third in the numbers. Very fucking flat about that. Race nine, 1,200 metres down a straight. They have gone just above benchmark 0.3, faster than benchmark to the 6, and come home 3 lengths faster. Overall figure of 3.3, very, very slow, very, very slow to the 6 for the greater race that it is. Um, a few sort of non-thinking rides in the first 400 metres have cost a lot of horses a big chance here. I think Milwaukee got extremely lucky that the gaps opened the way they did. Horses were veering left and right. Um we launched Bell Sonic, I think almost would have won, but you can never know. But when you watch the replay, you, you can sort of start to make it. I understand more. It's just a perfect storm of of the the wrong elements at the wrong point, costing Ethan Brown any chance of getting the horse out. He looked he should have gone outside straight away. Once he didn't, he had to stay inside. what What Jake Noonan was doing to Noriko means it's probably going to win next start too. but then it's come across just at the wrong point that Ethan couldn't go again. Nariko ended up getting that run that I think if Belsonic got it probably wins. But Milwaukee just casually came across from the outside line and won. I think there's a bunch to take take out of this race. Galaxy Radar yep. is in for a huge prep. It was so strong through the line and it was down on the inside part of the straight with no horse won down the straight. Um, Nariko is airborne. It over raced the whole way, snicked violently. It can really improve. Indian Thunder went well. Was backed. Um, Belsonic, I'll give another get start to here. I hope they stick with Ethan. I reckon the horse was bolting for him, which is which is the horse hasn't been doing. If that make, does that make sense to you? Yep, yep. I think the, the way it paraded, it's got enough condition. It'll it'll it can win again, or it can run again this prep and go really really well. But Galaxy Raider and Noriko the two I really want to follow from this race. Anything you've got there, Josh?
2: Yeah, I thought, when when watching it in the in the o cruise ship, I thought it was um, a messy sort of bunched-up field in terms of in-play betting that we do. Um, and I was a bit scared of what was going to happen. Somehow the favourites got out, and I thought it was... it was I think it was underwriting a long way out and thought it couldn't win. Um, somehow it's just fallen over the top of them. Where you said the life of Noriko Galaxy Raider, I was all... Uh, I think they all should have been sort of winners in a way to win the race um, galaxy rate a huge first up it had a 6th
0: fastest last 600 4th fastest last 400 and ninth
2: fastest last 200 of the meeting Joshua exactly punny .com. I think it had a big I think I think it got, may have got injured in the spring uh, and but it was had a big winter last year so I think it's back um, you can back it coming into the winter season maybe over the the fourteen hundred, even though they they may even run it over the mile, which they did last year in Flemington in the in the sort of the winter um, the winter season. Um, Noriko shoot again, never got the run. I actually think um, sonic seems to have been up for a while now. I actually think it hasn't had really a spell since the uh, the Ballarat win first up. So oh, I don't know that's that right it when it
0: ran over the Platinum
2: Angel. Yeah, so I don't know if. Um, if that needs the paddock or anything, but we'll see. Interesting to see. I think it's a great runner, um, but it may just need the paddock. Um, okay. Surely, but it was bolting. I'd say it wasn't.
0: Horses to follow from the meeting for Joshua.
2: Yeah, uh, probably go with. I stick with Galaxy Raider there. Uh, I like to say, Rich Itch might be able to finally break its maiden, but it's going to be a short price.
0: It
2: should run um, too. Yep, Instant at the American. Um, I'll be backing Grinzinger, whatever the price given over Even's next start and sealed from race through the Fidelia form, I think will stack up quite nicely.
0: Okay, I'm keen to follow Galaxy Raider JJDR from race six, number four, Patty Payne, didn't really ever get mobile. It's clocked the 11th fastest last six, 13th fastest last four and the fourth fastest last 200 metres of the day. Uh, I think, yeah, that'll do. Those two, and obviously the horse I mentioned in race three, number nine. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. I'll see you good tomorrow. Bye bye.